The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. It's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Happy Friday, everybody. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rod Gomez. Today, no, it is not NASCAR, but I have got my good friend Cody Zeeb on the show because, like me, Cody is a multi-sport junkie. Cody, welcome to this side of the fence once more. Hey, Rod. Glad to, glad to be back. That's right. I'll dabble in any and all sports and sports fantasy so uh yeah here i am <laughs> in true dgen status that is what uh, you know everybody at the sgpn man you just you're hard pressed to find anybody that is not got his fingers in some sort of uh sport here and there like the slack channels are crazy all over the place with everybody from everything from zed horse racing to usfl now it's like the slack channels cranking up yeah it's uh it's pretty crazy because I'm in a bunch of the channels because I follow a bunch of the sports. Hard to keep up sometimes because there's so much chatter going on in some of those channels. It's great. It is great. And and what a great time to be alive again with the USFL kicking off this Saturday with NASCAR on Sunday. But the one sport that continues to move along no matter what month it is or what day it is is the NFL. And uh, as we've seen over the last couple of months, they will not go silently into the offseason they want to continue to shake things up with gigantic moves and all kinds of news happening all over the place uh but the draft is coming up very soon which means rookie drafts means coming up very soon and since it's spring cody and in the uh in the uh spirit i guess of spring cleaning there's a lot of dynasty rosters that need to be uh that room needs to be made for some of these flashy young rookies and we're going to try to help you suss through. I'm going to give you 10 names, and Cody and I are just going to we're gonna talk about these guys because I've seen these names pop up, as I do, when I, when I comb social media for names uh, to, to talk about on this show. I, I'm seeing what you guys are saying. And these are names that are being brought up as far as what do we do now with them on our Dynasty rosters. Uh, do we drop them? Do we move them? What do we do? And again, you're going to try to make room for some of these rookies. So uh, maybe we'll clear up some space on your rosters uh, to help you get started with that. So, uh, Cody, are you armed with enough knowledge to to jump into this? I think so. I've already done about five startup uh, fantasy drafts for this coming season. I've I've been going through my rosters, making trades on all my other leagues. So I got I'm in so many NFL fantasy leagues, I can hardly <laughs> keep track. But I can't get enough. It's so much fun. Uh, I'll probably be doing a bunch more before the season 
starts, so it's only uh, April. We got some time. <laughs> Mainline that stuff. Mainline. Give me all the fantasy football. <laughs> Just inject it right into my veins. Ah, all right. <laughs> Let's begin with one of the rookies that we were talking huge about. Obviously, was supposed to be the savior of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but... I'm not quite sure if he saved much of anything other than the fact that they're going to have another uh, high first-round pick, and that is, of course, Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, again, people were taking him in these rookie drafts with the, the highest of hopes, thinking that he was going to be a guy that not only turned the Jaguars around, but, you know, if it was a sagging uh, dynasty roster, hopefully turned them around. That did not quite happen for Trevor Lawrence, and in fact... Uh, when you look at just his overall season, it didn't pan out exactly the way he wanted it to. Um, and, and for whatever reason, I mean, obviously, yes, uh, Jacksonville's not good, but 3,600 yards, right, 12 touchdowns to 17 interceptions, not a very good season whatsoever for Trevor Lawrence. But now the question is, Cody, because you probably drafted him pretty high, uh, but when you're when you're making room or when you're starting to rearrange your dynasty rosters, what are we even doing with Trevor Lawrence right now? I think it depends on if you're in a super flex or not. Obviously, if you're in a super flex, for sure, buy on this guy because obviously quarterbacks are so valuable. But it's so hard to measure him from his rookie season because Urban Meyer. I mean, did we could just stop there? Do we need to go any farther? I mean, what a shit show that whole place was last year. I mean, he still is one of the best prospects, quarterback prospects we've had to come out since probably Andrew Luck. I mean, we saw with Peyton Manning his first season, he wasn't that great. Doug Peterson is a good veteran coach, been around. He's won a Super Bowl. He had a, a almost MVP season with Carson Wentz underneath of him. And, and, I mean, look what Wentz has done since, nothing. So I, I think that you definitely have to give him another chance. Don't give up on him for sure because I think the potential – is there he, he could still be a very very good to great quarterback and i think he just got to throw last season out he was a rookie on a horrible team the coaching situation was obviously just a disaster so i think you throw that out and you still look at him as as if he's one of the top guys on top of that we don't have very good fantasy quarterbacks coming into this season as far as rookies go um and depending on where they go We'll see, but uh, I, I'm buying on Trevor Lawrence. So you're not pulling the trigger on him then? Because, again, there's a lot of trigger-happy folks that just sit there and, and they love nothing more than to watch chaos ensue. And dropping Trevor yeah, Lawrence is think, one of those. I, I think in, in Dynasty is when you got to balance that out a lot more. You can't just make those, oh, he had one bad season, I'm done with him. Because you didn't draft him to be good last year. You drafted him to be good for your Dynasty that you're building for years to come, and you, you got to give him a chance, I think. I'm I'm so impatient. I'm a win now guy. Like I, I I love trying to build for you know 2024, 2025, but I'm still in redraft mode half the time. I can't get dynasty. I just can't get the feel of it. Yeah, and I I mean, especially like if you're playing in a league for money, which is most of the leagues I play in. Obviously, you don't want to wait for eight years to start getting your money back. Like you want to win now, and so. It's a delicate balance. I try to always build the win now, and I think as long as, as long as you have a somewhat decent team, you're always close enough to sneak into the playoffs if you can get in. I mean, my home dynasty league, the guy that barely snuck in, he he beat beat somebody out for the to make the playoffs by like 
point two points four or whatever. It was super close right at the end. He ended up going on a hot run and winning the whole thing. So it's uh yeah, you can always build build to win now, but at the same time, somebody like that could be huge for you for the next ten years in your dynasty league. Well, speaking of which, we'll go to one of the guys that actually catches the well. Okay, I don't know about catches the, but uh, <laughs> is there two is available to catch those balls? And that's Lavisca Chenault. Uh, this name popped up in one of my chat groups uh, that I have when I asked about who are you guys considering leaving on the cutting room floor uh, in your dynasty leagues, and not not just trading, not just you know trying to move this guy. There's somebody flat out said they were going to drop LaVisca Chenault. I don't know if it was for shock value or if it was just for uh, the fact that they really meant it, but when looking through his stats, you kind of get the feeling that maybe that's something you entertain, especially in a dynasty situation. He had 619 yards, but you know we just talked about Trevor Lawrence being better maybe next season or, or the season after that. Does that uptick LaVisca Chenault? And should somebody who is considering leaving him off of their team next season, move their finger away from the drop button. Uh, you know, 100 catches, or I'm sorry, 62 catches, 100 catches, 619 yards. 100 receptions isn't bad, but he just didn't get very many yards off of them. So, I don't know. What Clear, clear it up for us, Cody. What are we doing with LaVisca Chenault? This is probably one of the toughest ones on the sheet. It's so hard to tell because... He's obviously a quick, speedy guy that can get things done. Again, we just talked about the Jacksonville situation. Everything there was just bad, so it's hard to measure anything from there. What's their running back situation? Is ETN going to be full strength, and the main guy? Is Robinson going to be there as a two-running back room? We don't know. If those guys are both not 100%, do they hand the ball off to Chenault some more? It's hard to tell. I mean, Jacksonville's brought in some wide receivers that they overpaid for. <laughs> So are they going to try to use them more? It's really hard to tell. I, I lean towards wanting to keep him, but it's going to be roster dependent on, I mean, what your options are. If you can keep him, if you're on the fence with somebody else, then I would say try to keep him because I think the I think the possibility is there, but I'm definitely not as sold on him. So it, it's a toss up. It it really depends on your situation more than anything. I think. But okay, after two seasons of 600 yards. Is that his? Is that his ceiling? I mean, he he didn't have any touchdowns last season, which is a huge, obviously, drop off from the five that he had the year before. But I mean, have we seen his ceiling? I know two seasons is not a gigantic sample size, but it feels like if you're if you're playing six hundred ball, uh, two seasons in a row, you might be that guy. Yeah, I mean, again, it's so hard just with the situation because if Lawrence turns into a superstar. You know, he could be one of his main guys, and you could be like, damn, I let him go for nothing. But at the same time, like you said, we've seen it two years in a row. So at this point, it's kind of like, is that is that all we're going to get from him? I mean, look, I, I don't have LaVisca Chenault. I don't have any sort of, of uh, shares in him, so I'm not making that decision. But I guarantee you that I'm not going to chase after him. Let's put it that way. So Yeah, for sure. Same here. I don't well, – I'd have to look because I have so many teams. But uh, I don't think I have any shares of him, and I'm definitely – not actively trying to acquire him, that's for sure. Uh, all right. Well, this next one, I don't, I, you know, I, I wonder because Ezekiel Elliott coming off a 1,000-yard season, you almost feel silly asking about what to do with Ezekiel Elliott after a 1,000-yard season. 
uh, especially what his his one, two, three, four, fifth one, fourth fourth one in in his career. But I don't know what's going on in Dallas. I don't know why Ezekiel Elliott doesn't look like the guy of old, even though he had a thousand yard season. My trigger finger is getting a little bit, uh, you know, itchy to try to just move on from Ezekiel Elliott because I almost feel like his better days are behind him if that's not nuts enough. So, uh, you know, Tony Pollard being there really kind of puts a wrench in it because he's come on uh, to to really take away some of that production from from Ezekiel because who knows how much more Elliott would have had last year. Uh, had Pollard not bitten into his fantasy value. But we're talking dynasty now, and he's not getting any younger. And we talk about youth in, in it a lot. And, look, I know that, what, six seasons in the league, <laughs> it's not, like, that, that long. But, you know, again, if you're looking for younger, faster, stronger, Ezekiel Elliott is not there anymore, in my opinion. So what are we doing with, with Elliott, Cody? So this is kind of tough because he seems to have that stigma of, He's just not what he used to be. But if you look at his numbers last year, like you said, he had a thousand yards. He, he was the sixth best running back in half point PPR and the seventh best in full point PPR. So it's still a running back one. So he's he's been in the league six years, but he's only 26. He's not that old. They paid him a lot of money. So if they're going to make him earn that money, yes, you do have Pollard there and that he is scary because he's good and maybe just as good as Zeke. At points, he's looked better than Zeke. But we've seen in places like Green Bay with Aaron Jones and, and Dylan, where the two running backs can still coexist and still both be very productive. I think if you have Zeke at this point, it's going to be hard to get rid of him because, because the stigma is out there that he's you know washed up and that he's not that good anymore. I don't think you're going to be able to get anything for him. So I don't know that I would trade him. Now, on the flip side, if you don't have him and you're trying to win this year, it's a risk. It's a big gamble. But if he's a top 10, top 12, top 15 running back even, if you can get him on the cheap because of the stigma around him, he could potentially win you this year's uh, championship, you know? I mean, he could probably go for a couple of draft picks in, in this coming uh, rookie draft. You know, if you're not really sold on the, the room there, Maybe you can find somebody who has given up on him. And it's weird because, you know, even in a, in a, in a PPR, he's, he's been double digits more than he wasn't, you know? And it just, I don't know what the perception is. And that's what fantasy football is too. A lot of just perception, a lot of what people are feeling at the time. And when you start to read things like Ezekiel Elliott has passed his prime or Ezekiel Elliott doesn't have it anymore. And you look at the stats and you go, but yes he does so yeah. i just that's why i don't I, I bring these names up because a lot of times you hear this type of stuff and, and we're here to try to suss through and and make sense of it all yeah and i mean he was key for me in redraft last year because he fell so far you get him at the back of the first early second and i was like man how can you pass up on him here he, even with that stigma and he took me to the playoffs he won me a championship in at least one of my redraft leagues so yeah, it's just I, I think if you have him, you're stuck with him because of because of the the stigma around him. It's just and for whatever reason, fantasy football just gets that way. It's like, you know, you start talking about somebody and it's just like all of a sudden their name is bad. And it's like, but if you look at the numbers, he really isn't, you know? 
I mean, that's so if you're that person out there that I saw that was like, I'm dropping Ezekiel Elliott, probably don't do that. I definitely wouldn't drop him. That yeah. I mean, I understand if you're pissed off that you didn't win, but that's a little bit of an overreaction. He's still going to be solid enough that you're not going to want to drop him for sure. <laughs> I, I try to remind everybody out there. I'm like, look, you know, there's a lot of us out there that swim in these waters every single day. And we, you know, we talk about it for a living. We, we talk about it with our friends, but th- not everybody's like us. There's, there's people that are really just listening to this show that, <laughs> that are like, I, I just, I hate, I hate what Ezekiel is doing to me and I'm going to drop him. but th- we're here for you. All right. We're not here for the hardcore folks. We are too. Like, please listen to us, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, talk you guys off the fence, uh, from doing something rash. Right. Yeah. You, you just got away. I mean, you got away everything in your situation, but yeah, definitely do not drop him because he's going to be valuable to him. I mean, like I just said, sixth and seventh, depending if you were doing half point or full point, that's very, very valuable as a running back. Well, this next person, this next guy on the list may not be this might not be such a cut and dry answer as Ezekiel Elliott dropping. And we move on to DeAndre Hopkins, which, see, I bring up these big names because it's like, well, no, of course you don't drop DeAndre Hopkins. But now hang on a second. Because last season, DeAndre Hopkins, 42 catches, 572 yards, eight touchdowns. Doesn't seem so bad, right? He only played in 10 games. I know he was hurt and everything like that. But we're starting to see some craziness coming out of Arizona. And that very much could uh, impact the way Hopkins plays next year because it didn't even seem to me, really, even when he was playing, uh, that there was the same dominance uh, out of DeAndre Hopkins, especially in those those few games. He did not have a single game over 100 yards receiving, uh, even in games where he had over eight catches. Um, you know, and and really all told, he. Exploded for a couple of touchdowns here and there. Like in week one, he had a couple. Week six, he had a couple against Cleveland. Um, But by and large, his touchdown production wasn't there either. So uh, it was a rough start to the season for him. And then, of course, he got hurt. So now what are we doing with DeAndre Hopkins? Given this Kyler Murray nonsense, Christian Kirk is gone, which should have been good for him. But I don't know anymore. Well, I need you to answer this one for me because <laughs> I'm facing this dilemma right now. I have Hopkins in a league that's very built to win right now. And I'm, I've been going back and forth so much. He's probably the one guy I've been back and forth on so much because if you look at it, he only played in 10 games and he had eight touchdowns. So like you said, he didn't have a ton of yards, but is Kyler going to look for him in the red zone like he did in the games that he played in? But is Kyler going to be the quarterback at this point? I mean, that situation, we don't really know. I'm going to go on the assumption that Kyler's the quarterback and that that offense is still going to be fairly prolific as it has been. Like you said, Kirk is gone. That takes away uh, targets. A.J. Green, I think, is still up in the air. I don't think they've re-signed him. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft, but he's only 29 years old, which for a wide receiver isn't over the hill too much at all for sure. Uh, I'm I'm definitely leaning towards holding him. I mean, even in the games that he played in, I was just looking here at my team last. I mean, he had 26 points for me in a full point PPR in week one. He had two other games that were over 20. Uh, he had an 18 in there, a 15. And again, he only played in, in 10 games. So it's tough. It, 
I get if you're frustrated with him because trust me, I am because he cost me a lot last year. I was really relying on him. I had, you know, uh, invested quite a bit to get him and then I didn't really get the results, but we've seen in the past, he's been one of the best receivers year after year, no matter who the, that's another thing, no matter who the quarterback is. I mean, look at the gauntlet of quarterbacks he went through when he was with the Texans. So even if it's not Kyler Murray and it's somebody else in Arizona, I, I think you're going to be fine there. As long as he can stay healthy, sometimes these guys get older, they start getting injured, and then they just can't seem to stay healthy. But I don't like the injury-prone thing. I, I think either you know you're going to get hurt sometimes because it happens. But I, I think that if he can be back to full health this year, he could be very valuable for you. And you know, depending on things, if he comes out with a hard stop, uh, ugh, if I could talk, if he comes out with a hot start next year, and you want to dump him, that'd be the perfect time to trade him and actually get something for him. So. Uh, I've been wavering a lot on this one, but I think for now I'm going to plan on holding on to him. I would say if you really did need to make room, like if there was really a hot rookie that you were looking at and you really needed to make room on your roster for, or maybe not the rookie drop, but if there was a hot player that you were looking for or somebody that you really wanted to make a move for, uh, you could probably try to get a couple of draft picks for him. Really, that's that's about what he's worth right now is maybe a second round uh, or even a first round next year or something. I don't know, just... Fish out and see what you can get for him if you really need to make room on your roster. Um, I, I don't know. Again, he he burned you, and I know he's still DeAndre Hopkins, but you know we've seen this with some players before where uh, they have a bad season and then they just can't recover from it and they, they just can't come back. So I don't know. Um, yeah, and it's all it's all dependent on situation too. I mean, if you really think you have a bad team and you, and you you need to rebuild, then yeah, try and get what you can for him and. And hope you hit on a good rookie or, or whatever. But I, I think I think you still can roll with them for now. I concur. All right, this next guy I tossed on the list because I saw his name and I'm curious and I and I was trying to figure out why anybody was still doing this. Uh, but apparently there are folks that are still hanging on to Taysom Hill in the hopes that I don't know what. The hopes are in this case, Cody. I don't know if they're just thinking that I, he's... I'll tell you in a second. Oh, oh good. Well, then you're going <laughs> to shed some light because I could not make hide or hair of why people are hanging on to Taysom Hill. So tell me, Cody, why are people hanging on to Taysom Hill and should they? Okay, again, every, everything is situationally dependent, I guess. But I just got him in the 23rd round of a rookie startup or a, of a dynasty startup draft. That was before... I mean, that was when we didn't really know who the quarterback was going to be and all that still. But I picked Jameis Winston. So first of all, I kind of picked him as an insurance policy for that. But also, I was hoping maybe they would convert him back to tight end and let him play there. Uh, and that seems to be what's happened because it seems like it's come out that they are converting him there. They paid him a shit ton of money. Now, granted, it's all depending on where he plays and how much he plays and all that, but he's still getting a lot of money. They're going to need to use him. I know that his dad is gone and Sean Payton. <laughs> I still think that must be his illegitimate son or something because <laughs> why else did he keep him for so long and, and work so hard? But again, if you look at the new Orleans offense, is Kamara going to be suspended? We don't know. Is uh, Michael Thomas coming back? We don't know. They don't really have a tight end of note. It's everything's kind of up in the air. They're kind of up against the cap. We'll see. They have a couple of first round picks after they made that trade with the Eagles. So, We'll see if they've got their eyes on some guys there. And I don't know what Sleeper is going to do as far as that's where I picked him up. He's technically classified as a quarterback, 
I'm hoping he'll get changed to tight end so I can use him as a tight end or a flex there later. But I think, I mean, he's a gadget guy, and they've shown in the past, even with Drew Brees, he, he could come in and get a bunch of touchdowns in a game because they would throw the ball to him. They would let him pass it, just depending on situation. So if you got him cheap or if he's kind of one of the last hanging on guys on your bench, I think holding on to him is okay because you can see how they use him and go from there. And if it comes out week one and he catches two touchdowns at tight end, go trade him right away while he's hot and while somebody's like, oh, my God, he's the next best thing in case he's not. <laughs> and then you get away with him for value. So, I mean, again, 23rd round of a startup draft is where I got him. So I don't feel like I gave up too much there for a shot. I mean, I'm not waging my whole team on them, but for a shot in case, just in case there's a, wow. a little small glimmer of hope. Wow. I never knew you were a closet Taysom Hill guy. That's <laughs> that's man. I'm telling you right now. I, I just, I didn't see it. I don't, I never didn't understand it. I couldn't find anything that satisfied my curiosity as to why Taysom Hill was actually being taken. A small but, versatile white guy that can kind of do a little bit of everything good, but isn't that great at anything. I relate. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I know a couple of other players out there that are like that. Uh, was it Julian Edelman? Um, all right. Well, we have five down. What a way to head into the break. When we come back, we're going to break down the next five to just these names that are floating around, these dynasty conversations as to what to do uh, as as you consider moving into your, your next phase of your dynasty season. So we'll come right back with more after... We talk to you about WinBet. Make sure to get down on the WinBet's $10 to win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet Future. So much to choose from and all you got to do is download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBET dot com to get started offer subjects to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 just in time for the nba playoffs sgpn is giving away 500 in their bracket challenge it's completely free to enter just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash nba playoffs or hit the contest link in the sgpn app for your chance to win $500. It's a hectic time of year right now between weddings, dynasty drafts, rookie drafts, USFL, NASCAR, spring sports, whatever it is. We are busier than ever right now. And sometimes, more times often than not, we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you, my friends, deserve a beer that is made to chill. And if you're like me, you always feel like you're on between work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7s. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That is when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the mountain-cold refreshment that's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lager, cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's a crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies and perfect for a moment to unwind so when i need to take a second for myself i reach for the beer that is made to chill get coors light delivered straight to your door via drizzly or instacart by going to coorslight.com sgp that's coorslight.com sgp and remember to always celebrate responsibly 
Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplements. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all the things, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We've done five names that you should uh, just think about. I mean, these are these are hot topic names that are out there floating around the dynasty space. And uh, there's a lot of folks with a lot of questions on what do I even do with these folks anymore? Uh, some may have been disappointing. Well, actually, I think most of them. In, in their own rights and accounts, last season were disappointing. And we know, if nothing else, fantasy football is not a reactive, 100% uh, reactive endeavor. So <laughs> we're trying to help you react properly to what to do with these guys. Cody Zeeb is with me, and we've got five more to go. Uh, Cody, do we answer your question, though, about DeAndre Hopkins, or was that just sort of still out there in the air? You know... I think I think I think I talked myself into keeping him. So okay, good. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna keep him for now. Okay, unless uh, you know somebody in my league is listening and wants to offer me a bunch for him, then uh, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> Come with your best. I'm always best. open to trade offers for sure, but <laughs> well, everybody's then, for sale for the right price, right? Let's 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 talk about this next guy and see if maybe you feel the same way about him. <laughs> I, I I I probably know what you were thinking when you saw. Antonio Brown on the show sheet. You're like, what the hell, Rod? What are you talking about? But look, man, there are folks that still believe that he's going to come back and play football and that he will be valuable to a team that he goes to. So I guess this question is two part. One, does he come back and play? And two, well, what do we expect from him if he does? All right. So I was scribbling down some notes about all these players to have, you know, stuff to go on and looking up stats and stuff. And here's what I wrote about Antonio Brown, drop him and move on. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's it. Like at this point, if you want to play the game of, does he come back? Does he, that I, I just don't feel like the reward is worth the risk. I, I mean, he needs some surgery that he's waiting to get until a team signs him, which is going to make him unavailable closer to the season. Then if, I mean, you would think you'd want to get that surgery done now and out of the way so you'd be available to play. But I just – he's had so many chances. He's been good. I mean, he, he was one of the best, you know, a few years ago. But at this point, it's just like, does anybody even want to mess with him? And if they do, what are you going to get from him? Is he going to leave the game at halftime and <laughs> take his jersey off and walk away? I mean – I just I don't see anybody even giving him a chance, but it's the NFL. He's a good player, and we've seen it time and time again. These guys keep getting chances. So maybe somebody does, but for me, uh, unless you just have 50 bench spots for no reason and it's him or some guy you don't even know who they are, 
then maybe you keep him. But other than that, I mean, at this point, I'm over him. I don't think the reward is worth the risk. If he ends up signing, he ends up playing, oh, well, good for the guy who picks him up or happens to catch him on the waiver wire. But I'm not going to play the holder roster spot in case he maybe eventually decides to play if he even gets a chance. So, And yet you're staring at a guy that opened week one with 121 yards, week five at 124 and two touchdowns, week 16 at 101 on 10 catches. Like Antonio Brown is not 100% gone. Like he still has talent and he can still play the game of football. But boy, does that guy's head get in his way and really just preclude him from actually, I think, living up to the rest of whatever his potential would have been. So I'm with you, Cody. I'm dropping him. But man, I don't know. Just disclaimer on my take. I had him started in about six leagues that day. He walked off the field at halftime and I was super pissed. So maybe I'm just still mad about that. But man, it is still tough because he could still be productive. He's proved that. It's just availability is the best ability, and you don't know if he's going to be available. And even if he is available, is his head available? It's a toss-up at this point, and it's, in my opinion, it's just not really worth worth the risk that you're taking. Of just, I mean, you just have a guy sitting there that's not on a team that's probably not going to play. You put somebody else on there if they happen to pop or take off, you have just as good of a chance of of them, you know. As someone else, as someone like Brown, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a warm body is better than somebody sitting on your bench waiting to sign as a free agent. Now, of course, that literally could change between now. I mean, this is only April. <laughs> we still yeah. have. Oh, there's an alert. He just signed with the Bucks again. Oh. I mean, you know, then yeah, then then okay, it changes. All right, but it, at the point we are now, where it's just you know, I mean, and like the other thing is too, like if you don't have to drop anybody right now. Then, then don't, if you can't pick other people up, like don't just go drop them to drop him. Like if your league is just waiting for the rookie draft, a lot of leagues will let you do the rookie draft and then you drop people to fill in your roster. So wait, wait till the last second. I don't ever understand dropping somebody just for the sake of, oh, I'm not going to want him next season. Like you don't know how a situation could change. And then you could be like, oh, why did I do that? When there was no reason to. Now, if you're running waivers actively, if there's somebody else you have your eye on, then yes, I'd say drop him, get rid of him. But don't just drop him just to drop him, you know. Have a plan if you're going to drop him. Sound advice. And we move on to James Conner. And and I bring him up not because I don't think people are actually maybe considering dropping him. But there's a lot of folks that are trying to figure out what to do with him. And dropping was brought up. Because of whatever reason, I don't know. Again, I'm in the league with that person. Uh, you're I in the league. Beat them. <laughs> no, I want to oh. be in the league with that person. <laughs> well, I mean, and because <laughs> the whole thing in Arizona, and you know, we talked about it with DeAndre Hopkins. I guess people are starting to to really sour on what's going on with the Cardinals and all of their players. But James Conner, in my opinion, his situation just got a lot better with Chase Edmonds going away. But there are folks on the other side of the fence that are saying that his situation did not improve and that James Conner is a liability, which I don't get. But talk us through this. I mean, he was the number five overall in PPR and half-point PPR last year. In both, both formats, he was the number five overall running back. He's only 26 years old. Again, just like Ezekiel Elliott. I don't don't trade him. Don't go get him if you can. I mean, 
Edmonds just got shipped away to Miami or wherever he went. So this is Connor's team. I mean, they brought him in when you kind of thought it would be Edmonds' team. They brought him in, and then they used him, and then they didn't look back. I mean, he's just been so productive. He's still young. Uh, I mean, he kind of fizzled out in when he was with Pittsburgh, and I think that kind of left a bad taste in some people's mouths. But he's proved he can play in the system. He's proved he's good. They've proved that he's their guy. And, again, I think this offense is going to be productive. I still think Kyler's going to play. I think Hopkins is going to play. I think we're going to have all of that. I think they're going to rely on him. And as of now, I mean, he's he's pretty much – I don't know if they've signed any other running backs, but I think he's the number one guy. And, again, he's young still, getting a little bit up there for ro- running backs, but still he's only 26. So uh, he's got – yeah, I, I'm all in on, on Connor still. I love him, especially if you're looking to win now. I mean, again, he was number five last year running back, so – Keep him and play him. Is it just that he's not a sexy name? Like, I mean, I think that's it. I think, and I think that, and that's the same thing with Elliot, I think too, where it's just for whatever reason, he used to be the super sexy name. And then he kind of had a little bit of a more down season a couple of years ago. And then it was like, Oh, he stinks and he's horrible. But if you look at the numbers, man, I mean, he was a top five running back. What else do you want from the guy? I mean, you know, especially where you got him last year because he wasn't being drafted as a, the top five running back for sure. Not even close. 202 carries, 752 yards, 15 touchdowns. Added on top of that, uh, 375 yards receiving on 37 catches uh, with another three touchdowns there. So, yeah, I mean, 18 total touchdowns. Guy touched the ball 200 and, what, 40-some-odd times. Like, yeah, or 239 times. Yeah, it's just... He's, he's a tough, reliable guy. I mean, he had cancer, and he's playing. He was the number five, and then he comes back, and now he's the number five running back in the NFL fantasy-wise. Like, dude is tough and can play. Like, I don't know why you'd want to get rid of him. I absolutely love him. Yeah, I, again, I don't know, but this is this is the stuff I'm reading. You know, like, I, 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 I look... At Twitter, I look at Reddit, I look at places where people are having these conversations, and this is where I'm drawing from. It's not like I'm making this up out of the blue. It just, I, there are people that are. Yeah, and, and I mean, th- if you're listening to this also, you know, maybe go check with the guy that has him in your league because if he's starting to feel that way that these people are, are feeling, maybe you can get him a little cheaper than what you should be able to get him for, and, and he can help you win a championship here in the next year or two. Well, this guy, I feel like I'm defending on a, a weekly basis anymore uh, because this is one of those names that fell out of favor as well for reasons unknown. The guy's only had two seasons underneath 1,000 yards in his career, and last year he did it with, like, the scrubs of all scrubs, and, and that's Brandon Cooks. 1,037 yards uh, on 90 receptions in 16 games last season Another thousand yard receiving game or season for Brandon Cooks, and yet people are still talking about putting him on the chopping block or very much just outright cutting him. I don't get it, Cody. Where does the Brandon Cooks disrespect start? I have no idea. This is one of the most underrated fantasy players in all of fantasy football, in my opinion. The dude's hardly played two years in a row on any team, he's been everywhere. When he was with my Patriots, he literally died in the Super Bowl in like the first play of the game. And he's still good. Like he can play with any quarterback. I mean, granted, yes, he was with Breeze, he was with Brady, but then we saw it even last year with General Mills. He's, you know, uh, I mean, and Davis Mills, I think, is going to be a serviceable quarterback. 
quarterback, if that's the route they end up going, I think he's going to be good enough. And Cooks has proved, no matter the system and no matter the quarterback, that he can be productive. And it's consistent production, too. I don't understand why he gets drafted so low sometimes. I don't understand why people are so ready to just drop him or get rid of him. I have a lot of shares of Brandon Cooks. He's one of those guys, yeah, he's not the be- the sexiest, flashiest name, but he's going to be consistent for you. He's going to produce. He's going to give you points. I mean, what else can you ask for from a guy like that? His draft rank is 55th overall. Like a 1,000-yard receiver going yeah. – that late crazy you know fourth fifth round it just doesn't make any sense to me but again i just i i think it's because he doesn't have the sexy arms throwing to him it's because he doesn't have uh he's not on a sexy team he's on the texans but that means they're probably going to be losing games and have to throw the ball to catch up and that's where you get a ton of fantasy production he's also only 28 he's not old by any means he's still got plenty of plenty of gas left in the tank i think I think I just have a soft spot for him, too, because he's from my hometown uh, and played for my old high school. So I, I'm pretty excited. Oh, nice. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, you know, it makes me it makes me sort of cheer for him just that much more. Uh, I have a soft spot for him just because he's helped me win so much. He's, <laughs> right? He's just always so good and productive, man. Well, my, my thing is this. If, if you're one of those folks that are entertaining uh, dropping him, just find somebody in your league like me. And, and Cody, who values what he does, uh, and see if you can't just fleece us for Brandon Cooks, because I'm sure I'll give you something uh, worthwhile and, and something that you might want for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. If you're listening and, and one of these guys you're on the fence of and we like him, then shop him because somebody else in your league probably does. Not That's one of the great things about fantasy football, especially dynasty fantasy football, is people don't look at it the same way. I've got a couple of really good buddies that we are always texting all the time and, and we'll just, I mean, we're, we're all really good at it and we win championships and we play well, but we look at things totally different. They'll value a guy super high over here. And I'll be like, no, I value this guy way more. And it works out well because everybody has different ways to look at it and different ways can win too. So, you know, if you're on the fence about one of these guys and we express love in him, try to shop him to the other guys in your league because they may feel the same way we do even though you don't. And that's the thing, too. I, I always, Don't drop first, especially in Dynasty. Just don't drop first. See what that, see what the market is out there for. And then if you really can't find and you really want to move on from this person, then drop. But, you know, shop around first because you could at least get something, maybe even draft picks for him uh, later on. Because just like Cody said, everybody has a different take on stuff like this in fantasy football. And, of course... Everybody has different tastes and takes when it comes to coffee. Because, look, everybody likes their coffee a different way. Everybody has their own custom way of making their own coffee. And Trade Coffee helps you do just that because it connects you to the freshest and best-tasting coffee that you'll ever have at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns, and Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, and they're often the largest source of new growth for them. You're going to get expert-tasted coffee when you join Trade, because Trade Coffee, the team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds of coffees live and ready to ship every single day for you. And there's no one perfect coffee, but there's a perfect coffee for you. 
and trades human-powered algorithm, not some giant machine cranking out what they think you're going to like. An actual person tasted this, and they will find it for you. Plus, you get a, a first match guarantee. They're so confident that they're going to match you with the right coffee the first time that if they don't, they're going to take your feedback and actually a, a real live coffee expert is going to work with you to send you a brand new bag for free. Because listen, the truth is what I like, what you like, uh, what Cody likes, it could be totally different. So you're going to like a selection of specific coffees that are different from everyone else. All you got to do to get the coffee that you want is answer a couple of questions and you're going to get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. Absolutely no gimmicks. And look, Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. So right now, Trade is offering new subscribers, that's you, a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP. And let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. Face it. There's never enough things to gamble on. The one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Go check out Stable Duel. It's a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Go pick your horses, build your stables, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much, more importantly, as 40 thousand dollars with one entry if you don't know anything about horses don't worry the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy app is free to download at stableduel.com multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly it tracks all over the united states to so get in the app create your account start building your stables today invite your friends to play against you or you can play against our stables you can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats so go download now at stableduel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. As always, we're brought to you by PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and PropSwap is where bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over and over and over and over without your team even lifting the trophy. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. It's got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value. It's got a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale. You get a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and more importantly, a first deposit cash match. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to match your deposit up to $500. So join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. So we talk about keeping folks, holding on to folks, and in Dynasty, not necessarily dropping folks. But the last couple of folks that we're talking about, and maybe I, I should, probably should have put Antonio Brown in the back half of this because we're talking about another guy that won't see the field, and we know for at least the entire 2022 season. But does that mean, Cody that we put Calvin Ridley out on the chopping block for someone else to maybe snatch up for 2023? Or are we holding a roster spot down for the guy? Because we know when he comes back, he's going to be a good player. <laughs> this, is a this is probably the toughest one on the sheet, okay? I was 
huge on Calvin Ridley going into last season. I thought he was going to be one of the top receivers. Julio was out of the way. We know Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Expecting big things from him. We didn't really get him. Then he decided to sit out, which, you know, uh, you know, I'm glad for him for his mental health, whatever, you know, take care of that. That comes first for sure. Now, obviously he's been suspended props to fellow DJ Calvin Ridley. <laughs> uh, probably, you know, you think he listened maybe, to our podcasts? Maybe don't, uh, <laughs> hopefully he did. Cause he won at least won money. If you're going to, if you're going <laughs> to bet and, and lose a bunch of contract money, hopefully you won money on your bets, you know? <laughs> so it's just tough. I mean, Man, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm gonna say a couple of options here, and it all depends on your situation. Again, if, if you're trying to win right now, you think you have. I mean, if you have Tom Brady and Derrick Henry and, and some of these guys that are older, that it's a short window. Try and trade him, see what you can get for him. There's probably a team that is at the bottom of the league that needs some players coming up in the next few years. It's just like giving them a first round pick for 2024 in your rookie draft, almost. You know, it. it and it's a guy that's been productive before and has shown he can do it. I feel like numbers are out the window with Calvin Ridley because yeah, this it, is this is just a gut feel thing because you know Calvin Ridley is good. Yeah, you know he's good. You know he's great. It's just he's suspended, obviously, for the season. And does he decide to play after that? Does he stay in Atlanta? Does he go somewhere else? I mean, suddenly the Packers trade for him next year and he's with Aaron Rodgers then oh, I hope you held on to him, you know, but you hold on to him and then he decides I'm just going to retire. Then it's like, uh, you know, or he goes to, to a team that doesn't have a good quarterback and the struggles learning a new offense or whatever. Well, apparently this is all about how you feel because it's, it's tough. Yeah. Well, apparently he was going to, he was set to become an Eagle. He was almost going to be an Eagle before the suspension. Uh, they were in talks with him. But I, you brought up an interesting point. Boy, what if he does? I mean, you know Green Bay needs their wide receiver one back, and Calvin Ridley it comes back. And see, and that's the that's the range of things in the possibilities of this guy is he could end up in a situation like that. You throw him on the Packers next year, dude, he's going to feast, you know? It's just so <laughs> we just don't know, and that's what sucks. It, that's why this is all on you. I'm not going to tell you which way to go on this one because <laughs> it's all on how you feel and what you – I mean, if you're rebuilding, if you don't really think you have much of a shot this year and you want to go all in for 2024, then try and trade for him or keep him. You know, you might be able to get him a lot cheaper because that person was just going to drop him, and now, well, at least I get that up from him. You know, it, It's very situationally dependent, and it's very whatever you think is going to happen because he could play and be a top receiver or he could never play again. Yep, it's such a wide range that it makes it so difficult. And again, another thing that makes it fun because he somebody could drop him, and you decide to pick him up, and then he's great, and you're like, "Oh, I'm the smartest guy ever." <laughs> or you know, you pick him up, and then it's you hold on to him, and you're like, "Oh God, he never played again. I'm so stupid." <laughs> I, you know, and that oh. that's it too. I mean, this is shop around. We we told you time and time again, shop around, see if there's a market for Ridley. Um, but I think I'm okay with you dropping him because I don't know that folks are going to want to take that chance uh, and get burned like this next guy. And we move on to Josh Gordon. 
The name, my friend, that pops up every single year on the hottest ads list, and then all of a sudden the folks at Adam are trying to think to themselves, why did I even do this in the first place? Now, I don't know that too many people got caught up in that this season, uh, and, and rightfully so, but I've seen it year in and year out, and there are actually still people out there right now that are holding on to Josh Gordon for dear life, thinking that the fact that he's with the Kansas City Chiefs again and that they extended him, uh, are, are actually going to mean something to you for fantasy purposes, uh, especially with Tyreek Hill gone now. I think that, that a lot of dynasty players are thinking, ooh, now I've got myself a, a good Josh Gordon. But I don't know, Cody, if I can sign off on, on keeping Josh Gordon on your roster. If you thought my note was long for Antonio Brown, here's my <laughs> note for Josh Gordon. It says cut. <laughs> Come on, man. He's got 12 receptions over the last two seasons. But, but people love him. That's that's the thing. People love Josh. They love Yes, he the was potential. productive 10 years ago. <laughs> He's not. I just don't see it anymore. I, when he came back at first, I liked him. I mean, he, he came back and played for my Patriots. and But even then, he only had 40 receptions in 2018, 720 yards. That was decent, three touchdowns. And that was with the greatest quarterback to ever play. Yes, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he's good. Yes, the Chiefs are good, but man, you got Juju there. You got to think they're gonna they're gonna pick a rookie probably in the first round, if not the second round. They've got Kelsey still. They've got a bunch of running backs that can catch the ball. We haven't seen anything from him. I mean, I don't think he was hurt at all last year, and he had five receptions. Yeah, I, was I guess one say, of them was for a touchdown. But his best game, uh, he had eleven yards like that. That's- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> if you're waiting on the ghost of Josh Gordon to return from the dead, you are not going to ever get that. I'm sorry. This is this is you as as a dynasty manager just trying to hold on to something that you think is going to to be a league winner, and unfortunately, that's just not happening. So yeah, I, I mean, there's zero zero percent chance I'm rostering Gordon in any of my leagues. I'll take a shot on some obscure young guy. He's 31 also, so he's not – I mean, I know we just got done saying 29 is not that old, but 31 starting to push it a little bit, especially when you haven't been productive since – I mean, really, 2013 was his great season. That's nine years ago. Like, he just – you know, he missed his prime. And, yeah, it's stupid rules, and, yeah, he was dumb for doing what he did, but – we missed it with him. There was a flash there. It was great to see. But at this point, just move on. I, you're not going to get it from him. I, and I'll, I'll go down on that ship because if he suddenly comes out, then good for you if you had him. But it's such a small, tiny slimmer of hope that I don't think it's worth it. Yep. This is one spring cleaning candidate that you can certainly wipe off of your roster and not feel bad about yep. uh, at all. Unless you got ridiculously deep 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 benches but you know if you got like a hundred guys on your bench then maybe you keep them but other than that i mean if you got a 55 man roster and you're willing to you know just go grab somebody that's playing in the usfl and hold them (laughs) in case they break out like you got a better chance there go grab alonzo more he'll he'll Hey, former Husker. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully we uh, we got you a little bit of clarity on your uh, spring cleaning. Uh, doesn't look like we cleared a lot of space off your roster for you, but really, you know, just wanted to. Well, we to, might have stopped you from making a bad choice. And that is the most important part, folks. We want you to win, not necessarily just uh, 
clean house just to clean house. So, but uh, all right, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media and all over the interwebs? Yes, find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Uh, obviously, co-host the NASCAR Gambling Podcast with you. We've been uh, we hit a forty to one winner a couple weeks ago. We've been on a hot streak, hitting a lot of good ones, having a lot of fun. They're on dirt this weekend on Easter. I mean, come on, you're having Easter lunch, doing your Easter egg hunt. What else are you gonna be doing on Sunday night? I'm Sit telling down, you, watch the dirt race. So yeah, I got stuff on that. I've uh, been doing some F1 content. Also, they're off this weekend, but back next weekend. So follow me on socials. Join us in the Slack channels. Do all of that and then some. And then, of course, you know, I know it's NFL season, but kick back. The USFL is kicking off on Saturday night. Have some fun doing that. Yeah, we got a, we got a good weekend, man. We got NASCAR on dirt, USFL, basketball playoffs are here. Lots it's, of fun. Baseball's getting into full swing. So e- even though the NFL's off and the NFL never stops, we've had probably the most exciting offseason ever. And you'd still be doing fantasy stuff, but a lot of other good stuff going on, too. Ten to those rosters. Why don't you? Uh, but again, come back on Tuesday where we'll have more. We'll break actually break down week one of your season-long fantasy USFL on Tuesday. And then Thursday, we start talking about some Devi. I'm going to bring in some Devi guests, and we're going to do some uh, some Devi league, you know, just ramping you up for some of that going on. Uh, lots of niche stuff that we're going to get to over the offseason because, uh, yeah, I mean, we've still got a ton of it left, so... <laughs> hang with us on the SGPN fantasy football feed. We got some changes coming that we hope you enjoy uh, and, and listen in closely. So enjoy your weekend of football for the USFL. Hopefully you're having some fun in your dynasty leagues uh, as we hit the draft and the rookie drafts. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks to Cody for joining us again. Uh, find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find the SGPN fantasy world on Twitter at SGPN fantasy. Till next time, folks, until Tuesday, have some fun and let it ride.